Good morning, everyone listening to this. And if you're not listening to this in the morning, well, good afternoon or good evening, too. What's that quote from? If I don't see you. From the Truman Show? Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good movie. That movie tripped me out so hard when I saw it. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is an experiment. They're showing me this movie because this is actually happening to me. (laughs) It's a really cool movie. It's such a cool movie. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it now. Rent it on YouTube or whatever you do now. However you get movies. Yeah. The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. When did you... How old were you when you watched it? Oh, I was probably like 13, yeah. maybe. Like around there, 13 or 14. <coughs> I keep thinking of all these like really like prolific movies when I show Jesse and like planning them out when he's the right age and like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the Truman Show would freak him out too much. (laughs) I think he'd really like it. He already acts like he's on a TV show. Like, he talks nonstop, you guys. He did that, like, before he started watching streamers, and now he does it a lot more Yes, so he he started watching, like, YouTube streamers, like, people who play video games and then make these little videos of them playing video games. Yeah, but I would say he has the talent. Like, he can keep talking nonstop. And he's actually really funny. So I was telling Stephen, I'm like, we should probably set this up for him. Yeah, I thought about it long and hard today, actually. I am probably going to. Mm-hmm. But you have to have a way of recording the screen as well as his face at the same right. time. Without him actually having a computer desk kind of thing. Because most streamers would have a computer. But if I just had him on, like, I don't know, I'll have to figure it out. But I think yeah. it'd be worthwhile. Part of me, <laughs> I, I actually watch a lot of streamers often to get my news or like to find out about a thing. Yeah. But I also have this double standard where I feel like it's kind of like a waste of life, but I not. Know. But you know what? He's a kid, so I think this is a good outlet for him. Well. He's already playing the video games. We may as well like let I him. Don't, it's just, it's you know. just whatever. We'll, we'll it's, try it. It's we'll fine. see what happens. It's like Sienna's YouTube. Sometimes she wants to make YouTube videos. So when she does, we'll let her, but it's not like we're like, you need to make your YouTube video today. Well, until the money starts coming in. (laughs) I feel like all these YouTube family kids, it's like, okay, this is your life now. Well, it is. Like that one family Sienna watches, like they pulled their kids out of school because like they needed to film more. They get like vacation rentals and stuff. Like, Yeah. I detest those things. I do too, because it's like, I don't know. I just feel, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about kids in general working at such a young age, like in movies and stuff. Yeah. You know, Sienna has a desire to do all that, but I don't know. Do you think I'm doing her a disservice by not putting her in something to make her money? But I have a different standard for boys and girls when it comes to the internet in that it's way more toxic for females. Hmm. Like girls... You rarely ever find out that you're actually playing with a girl because they try really hard to right. mask their identity. Yeah. I remember I was doing, I think I said this on the podcast before, a Destiny raid. And I assumed by, like, they're like, oh, no, like, I don't want to use a mic. Like, they right. typed it out. But then, like, it came to a point where we kind of had to use a mic, and it was obviously a girl. That's and an Asian sweet. girl. Like, I don't think she spoke English too well. But right. just boys change when there's a girl around. Yeah. You know? I, I, I. I agree with that 100% actually because I'm a girl. <laughs> mm. So yeah, it's very yeah, it's interesting. 
That's interesting. But I think that as far as Jesse goes, like, I don't want his YouTube to be, like, open to the public. I want it to be, like, Sienna is how it's unlisted. I think I'd be fine. No, when, what I was thinking of doing is getting him a Twitch and actually putting it up there. That's more fun. Oh, okay. But doing it in a way where no matter what you do on the internet, whether you're using a fake identity or not, people, if they want to find out who you are, can. Right. That's just a part of it. Yeah. And, um, but it's way worse for girls. People don't really care about finding out who a boy is unless they make them angry or something like that. Mm. It's a, you know what, I honestly think it's a dangerous thing and you need to be very wary of it. I'm not an expert at it, so yeah. I'm hesitant, but it's something worth well, exploring. Like, yeah, for sure. We can even just try like making little videos and not doing it on Twitch, like doing it on YouTube. So that way we can send the link to like his family and friends. That way they can watch it. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how it would go live on Twitch. <laughs> well, you have to edit the video. <laughs> no, it's live. Oh, you live stream, on like, Twitch. Uh, I don't know. Like, he wouldn't see the comments or anything. Okay. And I'd have to moderate it. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, that's pretty much it. Okay, good news minute. Um, I got some desks for the kids off of... Facebook Marketplace is the first thing I bought off of Facebook Marketplace, and I was really happy with it. Uh, the people were really nice. It's these two, like, old-school desks. They were her grandfather's. He was a teacher for over 30 years, and so she was really happy that they were going to a good home. I told her that we're planning to keep the kids home, uh, at least for the first half of the year. Uh, just with COVID and stuff, we both don't feel comfortable sending our kids to school. Well, that's what I wanted our discussion to be. Okay, so maybe we'll wait and talk about... We'll table Just do it that. now. All right, so what did you want to talk about? Just, um, you know, people who like commenting can chime in. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but what... The people who comment are all sending their kids to school. Well, spoiler alert. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, I guess your thoughts on why you don't want to send your well, kids to now school. now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know anyone who's not sending their kids to school. My the my thinking is, well, one, we live with Steven's dad. He lives with us, and well... He, he's living we in our live, house. We, we live, we all with him. live together, and he's and over 65. That's what I was making fun of. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he's over 60. He is diabetic, um, has, you know, a weak immune system or something like that, and I just feel like it's really risky. Kids bring home a lot of germs as it is going to school. And I just don't feel comfortable at this point um, sending our kids to school in London because there's still new cases every day. And I just, I mean, it's definitely not an easy decision. I'm still torn because I'm like, you know, I want them to start fresh and have a brand new school year at their new school because... They didn't get that last year. I let them stay at their old school until Christmas. And then the new year, they started at their new school. But then by March, they were out of school. So they never really got to yeah. be fully immersed in their new surroundings and didn't really get to make those good friendships and connections. So part of me was like, oh, man, like I want them to go back in September and start fresh with everyone. And, you know, everyone will be in the same boat and it won't be awkward. But yeah. I've prayed about it. I've thought about it. 
you know, we've discussed it, I've talked to other people, and it just doesn't feel right to me. And this is where you say, what are your thoughts, Stephen? I'm looking at you. Um, it's like that missionary signal where I I know, but we're on a podcast. <laughs> All right, looks at Stephen intently, gesturing for him to say his ah, piece. okay, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I think, um, I liken it to when a video game first launches. There's usually... A really rough period when it first launches day one nothing goes right servers always crash it's a mess and the early adopters as with any technology or the new thing launching are the ones who have to deal with all of the faults right and all the problems and then the late adopters don't have to worry about that mm. right because everyone else figured it out for them yeah it's always smarter in the video game world or tech world to wait until the second generation or whatever because, uh, you know, everything's kind of smoothed out. out. I think of it the same way for the school. Like, yeah. we've never done this before. The Ontario, the whole world has never... The built, Ontario! <laughs> ...has done this whole pandemic thing. Yeah. At least not for a long time. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of problems and a lot of figuring out and a lot of drama that I'd rather other people figure it out for me than <laughs> yeah. us figure it out. I also think it depends, too, because, like, on the size of the school and, like, your community, because the kids' school is humongous. And to me, that just means there's so much... There's two sides. One, they're going to be more prepared because they know they have so many kids to take care of and, like, their protocol will be, like, pretty... Solid. Do you actually think that? Because I'm a little skeptical that the more people are, like, I feel like administrations just I don't often so. drop the ball. I don't know. I don't think so with White Oaks because there are so many kids and stuff. Like, what I've seen, they're really good with their administrators and stuff. Like, they're very yeah. strict. Um, whereas at Hillcrest, it's a smaller school. So, I feel like, I don't know. Also, lower income. Yeah. So, you get a lot less hygienic people yeah in general i know um it's mean to say but it's a truth you know well yeah then the other part of my thinking is just it's a highly contagious disease we don't have a vaccine it is not going away i think we're all not myself personally but people just want to get back to normal and that's gone and people need to accept that and they don't want to yeah but i also think too like on the other end like we have a really blessed life in that you work from home, I stay at home, we're home with our kids. Yeah. Other people don't have that. I, you know, think of single mothers who have to work full time, you know, who maybe can't afford already to put their kids in daycare. And so yeah. going back to school is literally the only option. And that's the reality of it. The yeah. more idealist part of me feels like the government in this sense is failing the people because there, I don't know, but I would presume that there's money involved with getting people back into schools. Oh, I think 100% there is. And what they should be doing is propping up their population to be able to, you know what? Hey, we'd rather everyone stay at home until yeah. there's a vaccine or something. I get that it's a strain on the economy and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. there seems to always be money whenever they want money, yeah. which I know is like so uninformed. I get that. But like... If you look at the states, like, oh, sure, 
90 billion dollars to the <laughs> yeah. pentagon school system yeah. you get nothing it's just so uh like we could let people stay home we could give people a living wage we could we do all these things wanna. but the status quo doesn't it wants to remain the status quo and yeah. it's really irritating but like you're saying the reality situation is yes the government's not going to provide for us mm-hmm. And these people have to do something. Yeah. So I feel also like I am in a position where I can keep my kids home, so I'm going to. Um, but like Rachel, for instance, she lives in a really small town, and I don't know if she can correct me, but like I don't even think they have had a c- case of COVID. Maybe there was like one or two, but like it's like there's like no cases. So like yeah. if I was her, I'd feel totally comfortable sending my kids back with the protocols that are enforced anyway i would probably um want them to wear masks um but see they probably had no cases because they were really good at social distancing but schools destroy that whole concept Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i see your point yeah (laughs) (laughs) you can't do it yeah the other thing too is like i know we're going on about this it's going to be a long podcast podcast but uh you know (laughs) down in uh what's that place called that I'm doing the accent from? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Um, Minnesota. There you go. Anyway, what I was... What was I going to say? Not sure. Oh, I was going to say something. Oh, that reminds me of the Ellen DeGeneres skit. We should talk about that on the podcast. The Ellen DeGeneres skit. Or her stand-up. I want to talk about like the drama with Ellen. Oh, Ellen's mean. We yeah. all suspected it. So I was reading a whole bunch of things today, like examples of how she was mean to people. And I think that they're definitely exaggerated. Like, I'm sure in some cases that was how she acted, but I'm sure there was more on the other person's part, too. Of course. Anyway. But, but yeah. Lisa we... and I have been saying, like, Ellen looks so unhappy. What do you mean, you and Lisa? Years. You and me have been talking about this for have years. Have we talked about this? Yes. It's not Lisa. Leave Lisa out of this. <laughs> Lisa and I have talked about it. She doesn't it too. get any credit. <laughs> you and I have been talking about this. She looks so miserable, like on her shows and stuff. And her she looks like her soul has been taken away from I her. I know. Her interviews, like, aren't funny anymore. They're, like, just so weird. And, yeah, like... she just she looks like she's going, sorry, going through the motions. I know. Poor Ellen. So, yeah, when people are like, she's mean, it's like, yeah, probably because she's, she's not very happy. Probably miserable. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so I was going to say something else about the schools, but I forgot it. Basically, it's a tough decision. Yeah, and I know if you it's... don't keep your kids home, you're a bad person. Yeah, pretty much. That's the gist. <laughs> and if you don't know that we're kidding, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast because clearly you don't know me. Or Stephen. <laughs> Is Stephen kidding? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's kidding. Um, yes. Anyway, okay, cool. I mean, I mean, the reality is, if your kid does get sick, yeah, you'll probably recover. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want her to mama, go through that mama, situation. Mama. Yeah. Oh, the other thing too, my mom brought up a good point is like, if little Susie in the class gets COVID, do all the other kids have to be tested? Because yeah. my kids would not want to be tested. No one wants to be tested. But. If they get tested once, like, they'll recover from that trauma. 
-hmm. But then what if little Billy gets sick in the class? Yeah. Then they're going to have to get tested again. Uh Uh-huh. And then also with multiple kids, our neighbor was talking about this because she has three kids. Two are um, in like grade seven and eight, and then the other one is in grade two. And so she's like, well, what if a kid, my kid in grade two starts feeling sick because it's also cold and flu season coming up what if they start getting a fever or a cough but it's not covid and i have to keep my other kids home now too i think a lot of people are going to have to be kept home regardless like if you see the thing is obviously we're not the states no 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 no. at at all but you know if they've already opened a lot of schools and then they open and a day later they're closed (laughs) and all those kids have to stay out of school for two weeks and then they'll go back and then a day later they're closed like I don't understand what they think they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. It's more, I think it's more disruptive by having them go, stay home, and then go and back and forth. Blah, 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 yeah. I really hope, like, I'm still keeping hope alive in my heart that it's all going to be good and, like, these things are going to work. And when there is a setback, they can easily fix it and, you know, get it right. But anyway, we're going to keep our kids home for a semester. I'm also starting school in September. I got to pick my classes and my schedule, which I'm excited about. Um, But it's going to be a challenge. But uh, I'm going to get through it. Yeah. We're going to work at it together. Semi. We're holding hands because we're so in love. Remember yesterday when, like, we were schnaggling and your sisters were like, Ew, you're so in love. I think it was just Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah Yeah, we are I love you let's make out (sighs) okay let's talk about movies TV shows and books books. (laughs) did you read a book I started to read a book called wait did you finish a book I did not okay I save it till you finish no I stopped reading it okay fair enough fair enough it was called Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner or Weiner um, I like to think it's Wiener. So let's call her Wiener. I actually started her memoir a few years ago, and it was it was good, but it was just like, bah, at the same time, ugh, a dog hair in my mouth. <laughs> um, I just I couldn't get into it. There's just something about her writing style that I just don't love. It's like it's who's it too, about? Her memoir. Who? Jennifer Wiener. Oh. Her memoir. Who so, is she? She's just an author. Oh. Why is she writing just. a memoir? Well, because she has written for many things, and she's won many Name awards. Name one. I don't know. Because oh, I didn't finish reading... the memoir. <laughs> but shouldn't you read a memoir of someone you care about? <laughs> well, I came in my, like, box thing that I got. Remember when I went to the book outlet, and you fill up the box for $30? Yeah, anyway. you filled it up with an author you don't know. it looked interesting, Okay. Well, proves you were wrong. Anyway, her... Stop interrupting me. Her book, Big Summer, was okay, but I just couldn't... I wasn't in the mood for it. She's just not my style of author. Yeah. It seems like a nice summer read, like just a quick one. But instead, I've decided to listen to the audio version of a man called Ove? Uve? I can't remember how to pronounce it. Um, but I was calling it a man called Ove. Uh, but that's not actually how you pronounce it. So thank you, Audible, hmm. for correcting that. And it's so good. Basically, it's about this old man, and he's so grumpy. And, like... Wait, 
Haven't you read this before? I started to, but I never finished it because it was due back at the library. Oh my god. Anyway, I just got to like a main pivotal moment in the book, but I'm not going to spoil it. So far, I love it and really recommend it. I think it's a great book so far. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. I don't get it. Because <laughs> you were doing Trump and Oh, uh, was I? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <clears throat> anyway. Cool. Yeah. So, TV shows. We'll save for last. Why? Because we're going to chat about Never Have I Ever. That's all I've watched. You watched a movie. You finished Inception with Jesse. Yes. Well, then I'm going to talk about that now. Great. <laughs> Do it. Inception. I've been going through iconic movies I like with Jesse. Inception was a movie I saw. The first movie I saw when I got back from my mission in theaters. And I was just so blown away. The scene where they're fighting in the hallway in No Gravity. How they actually filmed that is insane. Uh, I think they built the hallway in, it was attached like to this machine that would rotate it. Mm -hmm. You look like you're holding something back. Am I, does it look like I'm looking at you in your eyes? I guess. Because I'm looking at like the bridge of your nose. I'm trying to like figure out how to look someone in the It doesn't eye. look like you, it's, I don't like, stop it. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There you go. Uh, so we watch it every other day when I'm putting him to bed. So it takes a while to get through a movie. Um, he loves that, though. Yeah, and I always stop it. I'm like, do you understand what's happening? He's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's this and that. And then we keep going. And at the end of the movie, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, it's been a few years. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> um, uh, he has this totem thing that he spins to tell if he's in the dream or not. But at the end of the movie, he spins it to see if he's dreaming, but he gets distracted, like he doesn't care, kind of. And the movie ends before, if you see it, topple, which would say he's in the real world or keeps spinning. But it wiggles at the end. And I've read online that that's the director signifying that he wa it was real. But when you first watch the movie, you're not sure. You're like, uh. and Jesse was like, wait, is he a sleeper or dreaming? <laughs> is anyway. he a sleeper dreaming? Yeah, is he awake or sleeping? Anyway, that's been fun. Cool. Um, we but... started Man of Steel today. Yeah. I like that movie. I like it. There's some dumb things mm -hmm. that Zack Schneider is known for. But otherwise, I, I like it. Seems good. Yeah. I don't like Zod. I wish I had someone else. Zod should have been what Bane was for The Dark Knight Rises, because yeah. Bane is just like his voice. I still his haven't presence. seen those movies. It's just like, oh, if I was a woman, I'd be tingly. <laughs> and as a man, I am. I just oh love his voice, gosh. but in tingly in like a cool, epic way, oh, okay. not, not a sexual like a... way. Okay. But I imagine if I was a woman, I don't know, who knows? Might set your heart aflame, every part aflame. Just because there's so much power. And obviously, if I was a woman, I would be attracted to power. Clearly, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, All right. Never have I ever. Never have I Let's ever. do a special segment called Never Have I Ever, and we'll see. I think I'd be terrible at it. Never have I ever gotten a hickey. Wait, False. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever pooped my pants. False. Oh, wait. I have done those things. Okay, wait. 
You do one. It's supposed to... What? I'm supposed to say never have I ever and then do something that I've never done. Say something I've never done. Okay. Never have I ever... Uh... Never have I ever... <laughs> never have I. This is but see, I think it's a nuts. boring game. There's so many yeah. things I haven't done. Never have. Never you have to think have of I something interesting. But people have. The point is, people don't know if it's a truth or a lie. Right. Never have I ever stolen a bathtub from someone's front lawn. See, but the absurd ones sound too absurd to not be real. That's Obvious. not how you play. Well, I did steal a bathtub from someone's. Did you lawn. actually? Yeah, and I sledded down a hill with it. What the heck? I mean, was it stealing? It was probably in the garbage. Okay, that's what the book thief of our little library probably thought. Anyway. But it was... No, it, they were throwing away the bathtub. Okay, funny story. So, Kathleen was talking to me after the library was stolen, and she was like, oh, something about the book thief. And I was like, oh, I haven't read that book, but I don't know if I could read it, because I think it's about World War II. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about... The person who stole your books. The book thief. So it's funny. You are really tickled by that. I was. I was tickled. Never have I ever. Let's talk about it. Okay. I watched Never Have I Ever. It's yes. on Netflix. It's by Minnie Kaling. Right? Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I recommend it. Now let's get into it. Okay. Um, there's some parts I didn't like. Like what? I didn't like that the main character was like this kind of outcast because she was she was just too cool. Yeah. She was too hip and too like in the know. Like I think Mindy tried to play it off as like she's a wannabe, but she just kind of was cool. Yeah, I really liked her. Yeah. She was pretty, like yeah. she's funny. And she always wore nice clothes. She was Smart. rich. Smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, or affluent anyway. Uh, and smart and, you know, she knew all pop culture. Yeah. You know, she wasn't a loser kid. And I've compared it. Joelle and I have talked about this, but we're going to have the same conversation again. I compared it to Sierra Burgess is a loser. Now in that, Sierra Burgess is a loser. Yeah. You know, a very believable loser. Um, the other thing I didn't like is that to me, aside from the two, the main boy and girl, everyone else was definitely not a teenager. <laughs> Whereas in like Sierra Burgess or to all the boys I'd loved before, like those look they at least look like teenagers. Yeah. But in Never Have I Ever, it's like, yeah, you're 40. They weren't actually 40. They're in their 20s. Paxton definitely did look really... Yeah, he was 29. Because, like, his 30. body, I'm like, I don't know any teenage boy with a body like well, that. Well, sure. Haven't you watched Twilight? Yeah, I have. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, he's yeah. crazy. There's teenagers with nice boards. Yeah, I guess. But they were, like, so ripped. Like, I just don't get it. Anyway. Yeah, he looked very sinewy. Um such a Mormon term. Sinewy? Yeah. It's not a Mormon term, but okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Aside from that, um... We talked about how... How did you think of the flow of the show? Like, I thought it was starting off, like, really, like, teeny, but then it develops into, like, this really emotional It's certainly... Show. They dig into some real issues. I thought the fights seemed... Pulled directly out of the writer's own lives. Yeah, which for sure. I always like, right? Because it's realistic then. Yeah. It oh the other thing we talked about, there's a real the la uh, the the last of us. Um this is us. Yeah. 
thing like going on with the dive. The dive. With the dive. The dad. Where he's literally an angel. And. Spoiler alert. Oh, never mind. That wasn't, but. <laughs> That's it, that's the very first thing they tell you about. Okay, okay. Yeah, her dad's dead. Right. And so, but every memory everyone anyone has of him, he's literally perfect. That's something that kind of drove me nuts about This Is Us is like, how many incredible, like, monumental things has this man done? <laughs> like, every time his kids are like, oh, someone picked on me at school. He's like, oh, well, look at this bookcase this is your life and like you know what i mean like just has this incredible like there's been this moment with him for everything that's happened to him yeah 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 yeah. i stubbed my toe i mean part of me wants to hope that the writers were like you know when people think of the dead they think of them fondly they don't remember their faults but But it doesn't come across that way to me too because then they realize that he was an alcoholic and so then they start remembering other things which okay that's fine but yes even still he's like Pretty amazing. Well, I mean, the reason why he became an alcoholic and all that stuff was very well explained. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, okay. So, there was that. And as... I guess the... If I were to psychoanalyze why that bugs me more than anything is as a father (laughs) and knowing that I've definitely not been perfect and there are plenty of moments my kids can remember why I've been less than stellar... Uh, I guess I, there's a jealous part of me that gets annoyed when fathers are portrayed in that way because it feels like I can't live up to that, which I assume a lot of women are annoyed with a lot of media because oh, yeah. of how they portray women and mothers and that perfect kind of ideal, like the step for perfect kind of ideal, but uh, then also cliche. on the flip side too, like the mom's always the buzzkill and is always like, oh, like... You know what I mean? Like, always yeah. see, but, run down. See, for me, the like... mom was portrayed so realistically. Yeah. And so well-written, you know. And she was just so much less than her husband mm-hmm. by comparison. And I kind of like these roles of women in shows. Like, I really liked the mom. And in Mad Men, my favorite character is Betty Draper. And she... You know, your first glance of her is like, oh, she's an awful mother. But then you realize, like, she's just human and she's doing the best she can with the yeah. knowledge that she has. I don't have a problem with the mom. Right. I, you know, it's probably also a problem just with runtime and, like, how are they going to show the imperfection of the dad? Like, it just doesn't yeah. play into the story. And maybe season two, like, we'll get to see the dad yeah, differently. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I hope there's a season two. There, well, I mean, there I better be. There they end be. on a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, they do. Uh, I love a cliffhanger like that. Like, yeah. with all... I prefer shows that voice. it's a cliffhanger at the end of every episode than instead of just the season. Yeah. Because, like, with Lost for me, so so often it was a cliffhanger. I know. Remember, I'd be like, one more episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two in the morning. And uh, I'm trying to think of another show that did that a lot. But, um, Stranger Things. Yeah. real, like, so good cliffhangers. Like, I just can't get enough of that I know. show. Anyway, um, but like the never have I ever, I, I, you know, I liked the situations brought up. Oh, another thing I didn't like (laughs) is the gay character. We talked about this too. Oh, yes. We have Um, talked about this. So I related it to in Happy Endings when Max, there's like a whole episode about how, uh, who sets him up? Is it? Brad. Brad. 
It's like, uh, like, oh, "Oh, you should should go out with my friend. He's gay. Yeah. Or he's like, "Go, you should go out with my friend. He's like, why? Because he's gay? And it's like, no, because he has, like, you have so much in common. He's like, really? (laughs) Does he like this? this?" And he's like, no. He's like, it's because he's gay? He's like, yeah, it's because he's gay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just that, like, oh, you're gay and you're gay, so obviously you should be a couple. Yeah. That's how it felt in the show. Like, there's literally one one other other gay character (laughs) who's the perfect match for her or, you know, whatever. Like, they end up together. It's like, it just I find it such poor writing and plus it's high school like my gay friends in high school they never had maybe the world is different now because it's more accepting but I don't know like they never had boyfriends or girlfriends that they went to school with because there was like no other gay people yeah and and the other gay character that was the like openly gay one from the start the girl was so bland, like such like uh yeah. you're literally just a nothing, you're just a gay character. Yeah, there was and... no depth to it. And that's something that we've talked about on the podcast. I don't like meeting the quota for something. It's like, oh, we need to have a person of color in the show. Otherwise yes, it's like this, it's just gonna be yeah. all white people. So let's just throw them in and not give them any character development or like, you know, any depth. Yeah. Um, Which this show is not <laughs> at all. I think all the characters are really well, and maybe in season two it'll be more developed. Uh, a stuff. lot of them felt like real token characters. I thought everyone aside from the main girl and main boy were real. I understand why they were there and they propped up certain parts of the story, yeah. but it's like I didn't. You didn't like it. Cared too much uh, about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Like I said, I recommend it. It's good. It's yeah. interesting. And if you're into like teen sort of shows, this would be a good one to watch. Yeah, good music. That's what it's always yeah. asked about these teen shows. I know. Is they always have good music. They keep me hip and alive. <laughs> I'm going to DJ a Mormon dance and know all the cool songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, YMCA. <laughs> That's number one on the Oh, the cha cha slide coming at you. What is this character voice that I'm doing? I don't know. Well, it's been 35 minutes with Joelle and Steven Gibson. We hope you guys have an awesome week ahead of you. And please, if you have any good news, share that with us and let us know your thoughts on life and everything. Thanks for listening. Shout out to all of you who messaged us and were able to solve the very easy (laughs) (laughs) um, movie that I described last week. It was big with Tom Hanks. Classic movie. Super funny. Definitely. Time for a rewatch. All right. Steven's got the clue. I thought you were doing one. We're both doing one. No, you just do it this week and I'll do one next week. Just do it with me. All right. You go first. All right. Here's the description of the movie, an obscure description. All right, go. The world has been devastated, and in order to prevent it from happening again, everyone has to take a new drug, but it has its own problems. Mm. What's the movie? Interesting, interesting. Okay, mine is a man sets out across the sea, to find out who his real father is. He meets another guy and they become quick friends. 
Uh, he gets by with a little help from his friends and uh, he falls in love. And it has an amazing soundtrack. Uh-huh. So, what's that movie? Let us know in the comments below.